Blog Talk Radio. Live 
Thank you all for listening via Facebook, and thank you all for listening via the Internet at Blog Talk Radio. I am ecstatic about having this one go out tonight. Listen, I was trying to think of a song that went with tonight's topic, The Darkest Before Dawn. And I did a little research. Uh, I don't need much. I don't think any black man in America or any other country, as I'm learning, um, any black man can attest to they've been through some dark times. Uh, Maybe not every, but most of the ones you come across have dealt with a tough time, a dark time. And when I thought about a song, and I thought about brothers. I thought about that song, Hold On. Y'all remember that song? What's up, Lavina? Um, that song, Hold On, y'all remember that? It was by The Sounds of Blackness. And uh, that man sang that thing. He said, like, yesterday, <laughs> a man stepped to me. He said, how can you smile when the world is crumbling down? And I said, here's my secret. When I want to cry, I take a look around, and I see that I'm getting by, and I hold on. You know what I'm talking about? A change is coming. Yeah. Hold on. Don't worry about a thing. I'm not going to sing all of it, y'all. Y'all ain't ready. Y'all ain't paying me enough to sing the whole song. But but y'all get it, you know? And, and, And that song. If we had a theme song tonight, it's going to be about the darkest before dawn. Now, I worry a lot less anymore ever since a good friend told me to take more risks. I realize that even if I mess up, it's only temporary. If I mess up bad, it was meant to teach me something. The reality is that when we often give up, when we can't see what our future holds, we miss out. This is a trick because Right before the unthinkable happens, there's a breakthrough. If we quit too soon, we miss that opportunity. If we close our eyes, we may walk right past that open window. Our nature as men and women is to to be secure and for men to keep things secure. Our job as humans is to ensure our legacy, survival. Our job as a spirit is to rely on the faith taught to us to see us through. Tonight's episode, I hope to help others who are experiencing the difficult days to be prepared for the fruitful future to come. As we have in the past, this episode will stream live tonight, and it will go into archive immediately after we close out, and you can listen to it via Blog Talk Radio for the infinite future, and you can also share it with others as a link of audio, and hopefully you'll be able to share this live feed from the Gumbo Talk Show page. And by the way, if you haven't, please go there and like the page, share it on your timeline. I'd appreciate it. I'm looking forward to growing, and and, and I'm excited about the content that we're delivering, and it's just going to be a doozy for 2020. So listen, I've already sang to y'all. The show should be over. But it's 8.07, and I have a lot more to share with you. Please leave comments if you want to share. Yes, Lavina, change is coming. 
Now, the old adage, darkest before dawn, stems from a English, uh, I should say an English theologian, Thomas Fuller. He coined the phrase back in 1650 in a Pisgah called the Site of Palestine and the Confines Thereof. Now, what's up, Rosie? I see you. Now, the darkest before dawn, as many of you, hey, have, have heard of, what's up, D? Um, it, it, it simply states that before you see the light, you, you might be in darkness. Now, the darkness before dawn thing seems to be scientifically accurate, but in reality it's not. But you and I both know um, if we have ever thought about the tough times that we've overcome, it was because we lasted, we held on just a little while longer. I can't even think of a number of times that I was in situations where I just pretty much gave up and was like, I'm through with this. I'm not dealing with it. And I probably should have, but my energy was gone to really focus on doing more. But I can clearly count the times where I stood my ground, I stayed 10 toes down, and I kept my eyes open, my chin up, my shoulders back, and got through a situation, situations. The darkest before dawn is just that. If we realize that our toughest hour is going to come right before we get what it is that we were expecting. And, and it comes a lot with expecting and aspirations. What's up, Kim? It, it, there, there comes a lot with understanding that the way the world rotates, it doesn't rotate around us as individuals. Um, we do have an impact on it. Uh, of where we position ourselves, but there's always going to be something above and there's always going to be something below. And <laughs> thinking about that, I, I looked into the scientific research and I used uh, the Davidson Institute uh, to research, and I used some other ones, but the Davidson Institute gave me the most uh, helpful information that we can put out there for tonight. And that's it. Depending on the moon and city lights, the darkest before dawn um, may or may not be true. All of you know that when the moon is out full and lit, um, it can shine a pretty good light in a dark night. And those of you who live in major cities, I'll say L.A., uh, New York, um, Chicago, New Orleans, um, what else? Houston, Dallas, San Antonio, or maybe not San Antonio as much, but yeah, yeah, San Antonio. Whatever major city, Kansas City, Memphis, 
San Francisco, whatever, what have you. There's a lot of city lights. So you don't get that much darkness because there's city lights and street lights on all the time, all night long. And some of them are super bright. It seems like daylight. I'm, I'm assuming in Times Square in New York, it's super bright. And, and y'all know, y'all seen it on TV. Some of you have been there. I plan on going to New York. I was going to go this year, but it doesn't look like I'm going to make it this year unless I sneak a trip to New York. But I'm definitely going to try to make it in 2021 because I'm trying to get back to my Uncle Rob and Aunt Vanessa in uh, Las Vegas within a very few short months. I've got to get back to Vegas Some somebody in Vegas. I don't know if Vegas gets in you, it don't get out of you, and you want to go back. And I don't mind sharing with you what happened with me in Vegas, but I'm not going to share everything today. But check this out. The answer to the scientific question of is it darkest before dawn is no. Because the stars don't brighten or darken at any point during the night. And I said, well, okay, we say darkest before dawn, but let me take this scientific evidence and prove that darkest before dawn is correct. So the science says no. My spirit says yes, because when it's dark, it's dark, okay? Um, Dark for you may not be dark for me. But then dark for me may be bright to you or someone else, right? So if, if the stars are in the air, the only thing that could get between us seeing the stars is the clouds. And clouds come and go. They blow in the wind. But we, we tend to stay in our common areas are familiar geographical locations, right? Well, if we're pretty constant about where we are, at least we know we're we're keeping our feet on the earth most of the time, right? And or or on the ocean or on a boat, um, if we're close to the surface and the stars are hung where they're hung and they're going to be where they're going to be um, and the earth is moving and we're moving with it, then it's what's going on, Clay. Then it's it's only true that the darkest is during the dark times, and the dawn brings a new light and a new day. We literally sleep in the very image of death when we go to sleep. That's our resting period for our body. Death is rest, a full death is rest, but our sleep time is rest too. And usually if you're working during the day and you get off and you go to bed at night and you wake up in the morning, it's a new day and the sun comes up, it's a brand new sun, it's the same sun, but it's brand new to us because the earth rotated around and, and the sun touched everywhere but us for a few hours. Okay? And, and so... If everything else is moving around us and we're pretty constant, and the stars, remember, the sun is a star, the light, the true light, the greater true light, it's it, it, constant, um, then we sometimes let what goes on around us predicate our relationship with light. 
And if we know light is going to come, um, we get too worried in the darkness. And, and that other other part of the song that I didn't sing to y'all is, oh boy, says, some people like to worry and some people like to hide. And then he goes on to that high pitch, people like to run away and, and from the pain inside. If you're going to worry, you, you, you probably shouldn't pray. That's what I heard. I think anybody can pray. Even if you're worried, you should pray. You should pray about not worrying so much. But the darkest hour, right, could be the entire night. It could be an entire situation that we're dealing with. But we know that the sun is going to come, but we get so enthralled because we stay up, we think. The more you stay up, the longer the night is going to be, I promise you. You've got to rest. When it's dark, you've got to rest. It even brings me to that old story when, when they were going across uh, the, the sea there, the Jordan. And uh, the, was it the river? Yeah, the river. And the, the, the storms got choppy, and, and they, they, the, the, the guy said to the, to the Savior, hey, uh, little choppy. Somebody need to wake him up, and somewhere between um, touching him, peace be calm, there was no more storm. But it, it can be very easily said that they went from the darkest hour to the dawn. So when light comes, um, it's a new day. And, and all we have to do is literally hold on. But when it get, when it seems like it's darker than it's ever been before, we need to realize that the stars are still up there. The consistent light is still there. It's not changing. And and we think, oh man, this is the darkest point in my life. This is the worst time ever. There's nothing that's going to go right. Um, you're not the first person and you're not the only person to deal with that particular type of situation. You've probably been through dark times and didn't even realize. It's, it's heartbreaking to see people fold. Some even kill themselves. But most of the time, people just give up. And that's just the same. I, I know you've got another chance, but why give up now when the light is coming in the morning? What do they say? Um, I know it's, it's pain now, but joy comes in the morning. In the morning what? In the morning light. I mean, literally, our breakthrough is right around the corner. You know that bad investment you made, whether it was a business or a relationship. Uh, look here. Ride it out. Okay? But always remember that if this isn't supposed to work out, the light is coming in the morning. Now, <laughs> I wish everything worked out in a 24-hour schedule where I could get past my former mistakes to now, but that doesn't happen. My, my dawn might come next week, next month, next year, uh, 2030. I don't know, but I know it's coming. 
And that's the kind of thought process I've gotten to. Um, Clay and my buddy Freddie have both, all my team of people that I rely on, that I need to talk to every so often, that are my leadership counselor. These are people I've asked to mentor me to say, hey, look, if I need to call you, can I call you? Hey, Miss Johnny, what's up, Richard? If, can I call you anytime? And they said, yes, it's five of them. And, and, and whenever I talk to them, I get better. I hope that they feel better because I'm not coming at them with no BS. I'm not coming at them like, hey, man, I'm down and out all the time. I'm coming at them like, hey, look, I got some real questions, and I need some iron to sharpen me up. And, and when I get to them, usually they have the light I need. So that, that, that's another thing with this darkness before dawn. If you're around a whole bunch of people who keep clouds around them, you need to be cloud-free. Um, they, they got them eye clouds, and what you need is them, what do they, they call them, Symbuses? Columbus? 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 You, you, you know the type of cloud that just thin and it, and it waves in the sky and a little rain come down and it goes on the way. Cumulus, I think. Hell, I ain't been to school and I don't win. But yeah, I think it's cumulus. But yeah, you, you need them kind of clouds. They come and go. You don't need them clouds if they, they keep them clouds attached to them all the time. Um, you got to get them people out of your life. You got to put people in your life, life that when, when others get around them and when you get around them, you, you feel peace. Because they lighten up the room. I don't like to be around gloomy people. You know what I'm saying? I got enough darkness going on with me, and um, I, I, don't, I don't need I don't need any gloom. You know, um, I've been through gloom. I don't need gloom and doom. I don't I don't need that. So so the darkest hours come to everybody, but not everybody realizes that light comes shortly thereafter. And, and the darkness only lasts for a little while. Let me, let me talk about this. By the way, those of y'all listening, the lines are open if you want to call in and chime in. All you do is dial 515-605-9375. This is the Gumbo Talk Show. Yours truly, the Gap 2 Guru of Gumbo, talking about darkest before dawn. It's 8.22 p.m. Central Standard Time. As we move from this, this, this particular line of thought into a similar one, but, but, but looking at a different scientific measure, you, you've heard maybe perhaps the calm before the storm. And, and you, you've seen the movie Tornado, hopefully. If you haven't, it's a good one to check out. Trust me, I've seen it so many times. I know every scene in that movie, even though I haven't seen it in years, I watched it so much in college when we didn't have cable and all we had was VHS tapes, me and my partner E and our apartment in Natchez, Louisiana. We sat there and when, we, when he was off of work and I didn't have class, we sit there and we didn't have no money to do anything else. That was one of the dark times of my life, but we didn't know it. We was broke. I mean, I mean, it was, it was we were down. All we could do was sit and watch VHS tapes. Didn't have no gas. We had to figure out how to hustle up on some gas to make it from Natchez to Natchitoches. But we used to watch these movies, and Tornado was one. 
And if any of y'all have ever lived in a tornado, I'm sure Richard, uh, maybe some other people, I don't see anybody else on here from the Midwest, but when, in the Midwest, we had these tornadoes. And you literally, um, if you've been through enough of them, you've been through an eye of a tornado. I've been through so many I can't even count because when I went to school at the Port Byron a school called Riverdale High School, Riverdale, I think it was high school one year, Riverdale Middle School and Riverdale Elementary, it was right in the middle of a cornfield. If you if you think I'm bullcorning, Google Riverdale High School, Port Byron, Illinois, and look at the Google map of where that school, all three of those schools in the same acreage, where it sits. It sits literally in a cornfield. And I, I, during school, when y'all go through those tornado um, drills and warnings, and you look at them like, oh, man, this is another drill, or you do it at work, you know, these another drills, and I hate drills. I hope y'all are doing drills at your businesses. I hope you are, because you need to get ready. You need to know where people need to go. But anyway, you go through those drills. Hey, after you go through a couple of tornadoes, you no longer take them drills like they're just nothing. You start thinking real serious. You're like, yeah, we need to know what we're going to do, right? So um, after looking up in the middle of a couple of eyes of tornadoes and seeing our weightlifting coach open the door to the gym when we were in the hallway and he had some of us wrestlers come in there and look up in the eye of the tornado, it was kind of crazy at the time now that I think about it, but I've had that experience. So there is a calm not only before the storm, but sometimes in the middle of one. Because you have the front and then you have the back end. And, and this is the same thing for situations in life. I hope you all follow me because I'm going somewhere with everything I just said. So the reason why there's a calm before a storm, if it's like a single-cell storm, and if you all ain't up on meteorology, I get it, I dig it, I'm just going to share some meteorology with you. So there is a single-cell storm, which are not very often because – Nowadays, these storms come bigger and better, and it's really a culmination of multiple storms. They're, they're, they're chained together in these massive storms. You know, the, the winds and rain hit, and then it passes on a couple hours later. More wind and rain hits throughout the night. Two or three times a night, you get rain. Here and there. Those are several different storms. So you don't see the calm before them because there's always wind because these storms are back-to-back-to-back to back to back because they're in one line. But a single-cell storm, the, the, the calm does come before the storm because you've got cold air, hot air, hot air rises. The cold, cold air is trying to force the hot air down because the cold air is trying to get down, and then the, 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 the moisture and the grind is coming up, and it has to attach to, to dirt or, or, or dirt particles and make raindrops, and it's got to get so much before it can create a raindrop, and, and then it gets up there and it forms a cloud, and then the storm irritates the cloud, and the rain comes down because the wind is pushing. But that, that time when the, the air is fighting one another, there's a calm near the ground, almost a whisper. You can't hear nothing, right? You can hear whispers. But then the storm hits, and then all hell breaks loose. Then the storm passes because storms don't last all way. And, and, and then you have what I like is the favorite, my favorite part of storms because the lightning the lightning ionizes and cleans the air. The rain, it washes away dirt that was on your house. It washes away dirt and pollen that was in the trees and puts it on the ground, which is good for me. I'm allergic to a lot of that stuff. And it puts it on the ground and it washes down the drain. 
clean. You have the cleanest air you can have after a good thunderstorm, electrical storm. And I like the thunder, as long as that lightning isn't hitting close by. But all that is life. We get all this training. We go to all these kind of self-help workshops. We read these books. We get around people that we talked about that have the bright and shining light. Thanks, Clay, for that comment. You get around folks that are lifting you up and not tearing you down. You're like, this is different. This is refreshing. I'm learning this. And then you hit a storm and you forget about all that because you're dealing with the storm. You forget that the storm doesn't last always. And you're standing in the middle of the storm and you're like, why am I wet? Why is it so loud? Why is that light hidden? Why is that tree falling down? That tree had to go. That wasn't in our plan, but that was in the plan for whoever created the fact that that storm needed to knock out that tree or knock out your power for a little while. You never know what's going on with these calamities that we deal with in life. I used to tell people about these accidents, and I've seen a lot lately, unfortunately, and, and I'm thinking about those accidents. You know, sometimes we rush, and we rush it and, and, and get in an accident, and we didn't realize that we should have taken our time, and had we been just three seconds behind, we would have missed that accident. But no, we wanted to rush right into it. Um, we get all this preparation, all these drills, and we forget how to handle the storm after all these drills we've had. Because your next storm comes, and here you are running around like a chicken with your head cut off because you act like you don't know how to deal with it. Okay, yeah, that's a different, you know, song, but it's the same story. Same, different page, same book. The calm before the storm is a warning that you should always be ready for a storm. The darkness before dawn is that you've been in darkness all this time. All night long it's been dark. It ain't really getting any darker. You're just getting fed up with having to deal with it. The science, boy, be proving the facts more than anything, y'all. I love science, man, because you can look at science one way. Hey, Marnesia Rochelle Becknell, Miss Johnny Johnson, I see y'all waving. Um, all this science proves the same things we've already known. It's all the way you look at it. It's all the way you look at anything we deal with in life. You can look at it one way, or you can look at it, at it a whole different way, or you can look at it from multiple angles. I prefer the multiple angles because as soon as I change views, sometimes my attitude and my own views change. And that's okay. I think change is good. What I know now, I did not know last year, this time. What's going on, AJ? I didn't know what I know now last year. Man, I'm so glad that I can say I was stupid when I thought I knew what I was talking about. You know what I mean? I, I, I'm one of those people, you know. I, I, I'll come up to you and I'll say, you know what? I, I was wrong uh, how I handled this situation with you. Um, I ain't expecting you to um, forgive me. I'm not expecting you to forget. And I'm sure not expecting you to give me or an acceptance of my apology because I'm an adult and I should have known better. But I just wanted you to know that I was wrong um, on that situation. And I wish that I had listened to you. It just happens like that. 
That's life. That's how you grow as an adult. So the calm before the storm, a quiet period when there is little activity before a period when there's a lot of trouble or intense activity, depending on the wind and the atmospheric pressure tells you whether or not it's actually calm before the storm. Now, (laughs) check this out. All that good science is good. But y'all are out there listening. I ain't seen many comments. I've seen Clay. Clay said, and you bring light with you always. I do, brother. Even when I'm in my darkest times, I bring light. I want to make somebody laugh, fart, spit, something. Somebody got to do something. Blow your nose because it's not coming out. I'm going to crack a joke on something. You know, I'm going to see something. Or somebody going to laugh at me because I'm funny looking. You know how hard it is making something ugly like I am look so good? But I can pull it off. I promise you. It takes hard work, but I can pull it off. I can I can polish up pretty good when I want to jump fly. I am the son of Willie Joe Johnson and Drusilla Johnson. I can jump fly on you. So um, the, the fact is, that each one of y'all, what's up, Dwayne? Each one of y'all have have your storms. Each one of y'all had darkest hours. Does anybody want to share anything in Facebook feed? Remember, we're at the Gumbo Talk Show. Share it. While y'all are on there, I see all of you good folks watching and listening. If you're on Facebook Live, share it on your live, share live on your feed. Hit like or love. I like the love or the sad face, something, anything but like. Hit something else because the, the loves and all that stuff show algorithms. The likes don't really show algorithms with Facebook. That's something I learned from, um, oh, I can't remember, Zoe. Not my daughter, Zoe, a lady who does media. She's one of those uh, uh, commercial photographers, and she teaches us in a group I'm in about Facebook algorithms, and I love it. I love that kind of stuff. But anyway, check this out. It, it only took 30 minutes to get to the point. So I may not even keep y'all the whole hour because I don't just want to hear myself talk. I know y'all think I do, but I really don't. I just want to recap. The theme song for this topic is Hold On, Change is Coming by uh, Sounds of Blackness. I love it. I think Roger Trotman was at the beginning of that song too. But But I sung a little bit before and I sung a little bit earlier some of the lyrics for that song hold on because they hold true to being what we need to get through darkest times. The the darkest before dawn, although it sounds like it's right, it's only us the way we see it. The calm before the storm, it, it could be true, but most of the time it's not. You know the storm is coming. You can feel it or you know something's not right and something's rotten in Denmark. So you got to get prepared for it. But the thing of it is, is that we always are in preparation. You know, we see other people dealing with tragedies and we say, oh, I'm so sorry. Oh, I hope you get well soon. My condolences. But for those of you who've never been through some of those experiences, it might behoove you to take some time out and actually sit and talk with people who are dealing with some storms or dark times. Because maybe, you know, it might help them 
with being able to talk to somebody who's being non-judgmental, who just wants to listen. And then at the same time, you're able to hear what it is, the type of emotions and feelings these people are dealing with, so that maybe if you ever have to experience it, you, you'll be one step ahead of the curve because you can actually uh, empathize and sympathize once you experience it uh, and be able to handle it based on what you learned. You're like, hey, I feel this way. Some people say it feels like their uh, elephant is sitting on their chest. Hey, Tiff, um, some people say it feels like a boa constrictor is wrapped around them. Um, other people I've heard it feels like a cloud is just over them, okay? All these um, colloquial terms and terminology we use to, to explain our emotions and our feelings when it comes to uh, some of the dark and cloudy times in our life. And, and the, the good thing about that is, is you could be thinking of, okay, if, if I were to feel like a, a boa constrictor was around me, I would want to be somewhere where I could feel free, where I could feel open. Maybe I need to go to the country. Maybe I need to go out into the country where I'm out there in the acreage where the pastures are and the cows are and jump on a side-by-side, get my good friend that owns the ranch or if it's our ranch, get my ace moon coon to drive and just let me ride around in the free with the animals. That might relieve some of that boa constrictor, that constrictiveness. Or if it feels like an elephant is on your, sitting on your chest because you're having a tough time, maybe that's when the time you need to, 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 to find some fresh air, get outside more, you know, look up at the sky. If it feels like clouds are over you, you might want to be where there's bright light, where the sun is shining or they have well-lit areas in a building, and, you know, don't turn the lights out. You don't want darkness and clouds. You know, if you can have light, you can have rain coming with, with the sun out, okay? So so there, whatever it is, if, if you're going to be fully trained, uh, you're going to be drilled on tough times and dark days, Practice it. You know how many times I practice my my father dying over the 17 years or so, 16 years, 16 years he had cancer. The first time was the worst time, right? I used to practice. I, I practiced. The day that my mom dies, and I'm, and, I'm, and, I, and it's hard. I can't. It's hard to practice. But I, I think about the times when people are no longer be with you in, in, in your life. Some of them you can prepare for. Some of them you can't. But if you're not thinking about it at all, it's going to hit you hard. If you're leaning and depending so hard on on certain individuals and you're not ready for those individuals to be out of your life. I was thinking about um, friends uh, and I was telling y'all earlier about I'm so glad that people are moving their ways out of my life 
and I'm meeting new people and um, not so interested in letting too many new people into my life, but there's some of them, I, I, you know, I, I like having conversations. And if I can have multiple conversations where I'm not disrupted by the ignorance that comes out of their mouth or the fact that they either try to be somebody they're not or they do things that think uh, that, that make them feel like they're more important than what they are, that, that really irks me too. Um, I can deal with them. I, I, I like having conversations with people who don't do all those extra things. But but one thing I learned is, is that these people that I had in my life, and they worked their way out of it. They literally worked their way out of it. And I, and I, it's amazing. I've never seen the lights of it. Sometimes you pray on it. Sometimes you don't. But you literally sit there and you have conversations and you can see how each conversation is gradually uh, moving them out of life. I remember um, I went back and was listening to um, I was just talking about it yesterday. It was one of our episodes anyway, it was an episode when we were talking and uh, Sunshine and I were discussing these people, and she said, well, if I thought like that, I wouldn't have anybody in my life because so many people um, fall into that criteria. And all I said, I remember I was listening to the show, and all I said in the background, I was just talking like, hmm, and I was thinking to myself, I've always wanted to be more like her and be able to just be friendly with all kinds of folks, but the way I was built, the way I'm set up, I'm just what she said. I don't have a lot of people around. And maybe I have less stress than other people. I don't know. Maybe they have less stress because they have more people they can talk to. I talk to myself and I talk to my creator for the most part on every day, on any given Sunday. I don't go to church that much, um, if at all, but I, I do talk to God. I don't. I don't know if He's listening, but sometimes God um, answers some of my petitions, and I realize that only a God could do that. But in truly, in true, true fashion, the the things that uh, I deal with, I mostly deal with them alone. I have, you know, I have a mom, I have a spouse, I have children, I have. Family, I don't, I don't, I don't deal with family a whole bunch. I don't deal with my own biological family, nor do I deal with my in-laws that much. Um, I'm, I'm in comfort the way I came in this world and the way I grew up. I'm, I'm an only child. I have comfort in being alone. Most of the time, in my passenger seat of my vehicle is paperwork or my satchel for my notary or some kind of manual I'm trying to learn for. International baccalaureate or career and technological um, secondary education stuff that I'm trying to get caught up on or teach, things like that. That's about it. Uh, knowledge and, and, and music or, or, or books and music are, are, are pretty much right there. My, my, I can really truly say my connection with God is tighter than any connection that I have. Because I don't have a close one. I got some friends. Don't get me wrong. 
But I, I don't talk to them that much. The, one, the, the, the best friend I have, I got two two buddies, you know, uh, close buddies, and, and I don't talk to them, but maybe once a week sometimes. See what I'm saying? I'm not one of we, we none of us, none of neither, neither one of us, the three of us or whatever, we, we don't we don't we don't get down like that even in our own eyes. So yeah, we're, we're solo acts, we ride solo, but we stand on our own ten toes. We when we walk in a place, we don't need anybody to walk with us. We, we don't we don't need to have a bring a crew. It's a whole team that entered the building when when we walk in the building alone. I, I remember. Uh, we're talking, still talking about darkness before dawn and calm before the storm. I remember uh, my buddy D and uh, James. I think it was just us. I don't think T was with us. We went to a, a one of our homegirls' weddings down in Alexandria, Louisiana. Not that long ago. Was it last year? I think it was last year. And when we three walked up in the room, if, if, if our buddy Elton was still alive, he'd have walked in there, it would have really blew up. But we walked in the room, and, you know, people were like, who the hell is that? You know, we're all pretty big, though, so that gets attention, too. But um, it's something when you take all of your training and you put it to applicable measure. You You, you don't need <laughs> to rely on a lot of, uh, people to make you feel whole. I, I'm, I'm telling you, 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 you look at all of the the people who do great things, and you don't hear too much about a big crew. Who is that? Hey, Sophia, I see you, and I see a comment here from Dwayne. He's a darkness, a prelude to light. Harriet, Frederick Douglass, John Brown, all saw experience and experienced the darkest days. Absolutely, you forgot about um. What's his name? Matt Turner, you know, all that. You're right, brother. Hey, Pam, I didn't see you join in there, did I? Look, Pam. Um, but, but yeah, you, 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 you begin to realize that a lot of your problems, and that's what I was talking about. Remember, I'm still talking about darkness before dawn and the calm before the storm. A lot of the problems with our darkness, a lot of the problems with our storm comes from how other people around us react. And we pick up on that. I, I really, I think that might be the reason why I stay by myself a lot, because I pick up on other people's emotions and they transfer onto me real easily. That's why I don't go to a lot of funerals. If you don't see me at a funeral long, I don't stay for the whole funeral either. My buddy, Dr. Harper, died, and Beverly, my sister, I was there. I sat in the back, and when they got to the point where I knew it was going to get, like, the sad stuff, I got to go. I'm there. I went, but I got to go. Dr. Uh, Mitchell, another good friend of mine, his mom passed. And I went all the way out of town to his mother's funeral. But I, I couldn't stay that whole time. You sitting up there and talking about how you had those great times with your mom, and I'm back there in the back crying, got got tissue all in my eye because I, I, I feel like I was there, you know, and I could feel that feeling when people, their emotions come out when, they, when they're communicating. So, so since I pick up on all that stuff, I can't be around people who stay in storms. You, you, you ever be around folks that it seems like every time you're around them, they, they, they say, oh, you ask them, hey, how you doing? Oh, I'm doing all right. And then you, then you might come back a minute later or so and say, hey, say, what, what's going on with you, man? Oh, man. Baby mama tripping, dog. 
Like, what's, what's going on? And they go into this sad song going, oh, my man, just, I think he's fooling around on me. Or if I just, I ain't, I'm, I ain't got no money to pay for my light bill. I got to go over here to the title loan place. I got to go pawn my, my TV. If, I can't be around people that every time you talk to them, it's something, oh, my health. Oh, my, you know, my health is doing worse, you know. I'm like, have you been to the doctor? No, I just know. I'm like, man. Now, I know my health is bad. You know, I ain't been to the doctor in years. I, I got an appointment, y'all. I don't know if Clay is still on. He told me yesterday. I talked to him briefly. He said, what's wrong with you scheduling your appointment tomorrow? So I told him nothing. So I scheduled an appointment today, and they got me set up for next week. I ain't been to the doctor. They tried to, the girl at the reception tried to treat me like I was a new patient. Talking about there ain't no new openings till March. I said, I ain't no new patient. I just ain't been around in a while, but I'm going to see the doctor. But but the point is, is that I don't, I had an aunt. God bless her. She was more, she was a hypochondriac. She died the same year my dad died. And I tell you, my aunt, boy, every time you talk to her, I, well, I got this. And she used to say this thing called and um with everything. But it was always something. It was always something problematic, something bad was going on with her. And and she did have some health problems, but I truly think that she wouldn't have had those health problems if she was thinking more on a positive note. Because she didn't have that stuff when she was younger, when she talked about it all the time. What's up, Tyson? Uh, she didn't have them problems. But then as she got older, she started having the things that she thought she had. And I was like, I wonder if she created a self-fulfilling prophecy of having issues stem from her actually voicing them. But it was hard to be around her because that's all she did was complain about negative things. I loved her to death, though. She could sew like nobody's business. Um, She wasn't the best cook. She wasn't the best housekeeper either. But everybody in my family knows that, you know. She 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 raised two good kids. They went bad a little bit. And if any of my family listen, y'all know good in hell well. Them two went rogue. Um, but the, the the fact of the matter is, is that I, I stay to myself and I stay away from a lot of my people because I don't want to deal with no negativity. No, no, I, I, I don't love them any less. When we have reunions, when we have get-togethers, when we have funerals, I love them. When I get around, I want to hug and kiss on them, all of them, even the ones I ain't met yet. I got Richard. He was listening live. He's kinfolk from my grandmother's side. I believe if my mom, my mom will correct me later on, but I believe my grandmother and his grandmother were sisters, something like that, something like that, or or his grandfather. Might be his grandfather or something like that. They were they were siblings. I've never met the man, but I hook up with him on Facebook, and I can already tell him when we get together, we're going to have a good time. I can already tell because he shows a lot what he do, and I do the same thing. And I was like, yeah, that's my, that's, that's my kinfolk for sure. We got, we got blood in common. But, but and there's some people I'm like, you know what? <laughs> when I get to this thing, I'm trying to figure out how I can be on the other side of the room. All that to say this. Some of the reasons it's hard for us to deal with storms, 
some of the reasons it's hard for us, why it's hard for us to deal with dark times is the people around us. Look at Harriet Tubman. I'm so glad uh, Dwayne put up those people. When I think about those folks, uh, Frederick Douglass, John Brown, Harriet Tubman, and Nat Turner, it was the people around them that ended up uh, doing a lot of negative. But when they were on their own, when they were in the when they were in the element amongst the enemy in the dark hour, and they were by themselves, they could navigate and handle the situation much better. Um, and I'm not I'm not sitting here preaching solo act. Everybody needs somebody. I'm not saying nobody's in my life, but what I'm saying is, is sometimes you need to step back and navigate the dark time um, by yourself unless you need some support. But definitely get trained on or be trained in handling situations on your own because it may come a time where the people you leaned and depended on and that you you, you required to have handled were actually enabling you. And you could have done it on your own, but now you don't know how to do it. I, I look at these students that I, I see students every day, and I ask them, always ask them what their grades are. I can almost tell tell what their, not say grades, I mean grade level. I can almost tell when they're freshmen and, and so on and so forth, seniors and, and things and so forth. But when I, when, I see, when I see somebody who's really immature or really not knowing how to handle things and they're a senior and I'm looking at it's about to be February already, today is the 23rd of January. We're three weeks in the year. They only have until May. And they're graduating. And I'm thinking to myself, y'all ain't ready. I'm trying to get my six-year-old ready for the world. And y'all are 16, 17, 18, and you ain't ready. But then again, I see some of y'all that are listening to this. There's 40-something, 50-something, and 60-something. And you ain't ready for the world. How can you not be? How can you go through all this, navigate through all this, and you not ready? We believe what we tell ourselves. Absolutely, Pam. Self-fulfilling prophecy. But, but, man, listen here. You've got to talk positively. When you talk about yourself, when you talk to yourself, you've got to say, you know what, I can do it. It's going to be tough. I can do it. Don't be saying, oh, I don't think I can do it. But I'm going to try. I don't think I can do it, though, but I'm going to try. That little bit of inhibition that you have, it chisels at your ambition. You got your inhibition, and then you got your ambition, and it kind of weighs like that. You want that ambition to be much higher, and you, it can only rise if you get rid of those inhibitions. And that's what I'm trying to tell you. What Harvey Clay and Freddie Williams told me. He said you got to take risks. Whether you're not in taking risks, if you, you got to have one plan. That place plan is going to work out. I'll never forget Clay. He said you got. I didn't have no plan B. Plan A of, of nothing, and yeah, sometimes Plan A didn't work. But you, you go, you can grind. You'll get it, get it back up, and then try, try something else. But look here, ain't no Plan B. This is it. I'm gonna put all my eggs in this basket, and this gonna ride. I'm gonna ride, I'm gonna ride this till the wheels fall off. You know what that means? If I hit a bump, if I hit a storm, 
I had a dark time. We're going to shake back right out of it. We still own this stuff. This might be my last $600, but I'm going to spend my last $600 on this plan. Some of y'all keep things in reserve, and you don't even really know what a reserve is. The only time you need a reserve, and I heard a billionaire say this. He said, I don't have no money in the bank. I put all my money in my investments. I'm wealthy because of my investments. I ain't wealthy because I got the people. Yeah, I'm a billionaire because I got a billion or $2 billion worth of property I own and projects that I'm owning and things like that. But I'm not a billionaire because I got a billion dollars in my bank account. My money is constantly making money. I don't spend a whole lot of money. I remember one said he doesn't believe in buying houses. He said, I rent because I'm not going to stay in a house. Why would I get a house and I'm, not gonna, I'm, I'm traveling trying to make money and I'm gone 300 days of the year? I only spend 65 days in a house. What kind of sense does that make? Spending, um, I don't know, I'm assuming a billionaire's house is probably worth two, three, four hundred dollars a day. I'm, I'm assuming, you know, that kind of house, right? When it comes down to mortgage, if you spend that kind of money, 10, 20 million dollars on a house, and you had a house note, that house note's got to be pretty handsome. <clears throat> Let's see, an eighty thousand dollar house is probably the tax of an escrow. $600 a month. An $80 million house, um, if $80,000, um, I, I can't even think that high. Is this $600,000? What is that? $60,000? $60,000 or $600,000? Something like that. That's a hell of a house note for you to not even be there. <laughs> what? What sense does that make? When you start spending your money, start spending your money that's going to invest, that's going to be some money that's going to make money. I got this cell phone. Y'all see it on the back. That's my other show that I get down with called The Trap Talk. It's the Press Box Media Group. That phone, I got a $400 phone bill. Whatever. That phone makes me money, though. So whatever you're doing, your car, whatever, your house, you can make money with. Get out of these dark days. Everything you need is in front of you or is in here. It's up to you to use it. There's no excuse. If you don't use it, you're going to lose it. So remember the song, theme song for the night? Hold on, a change is coming by the sounds of blackness. Just listen to it. You know, down, around, um, what is it? I got an eye Yeah, eye excuse me. Um, around 53 seconds in, that boy goes in. Yesterday. Yeah, right there. This has been a good one for me, y'all. I hope y'all listen to it. We'll be right back next week. Our topic next week is having a man in my plan. So if you are a woman and you wonder if a man is supposed to be in your life or you're a dude and you're trying to figure out, you know, if it's really good women, they're going to be on the show next week. We have some women listening and talking next week about is having a man in my plan for those ladies who 
may end up being spinsters. So there you have it. I love y'all. Good night. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.